Welcome to Crafty Sourcer. If you're looking for a raw, unfiltered podcast on all things sourcing in APAC, you've come to the right place. Grab a coffee or wine and join your host and other guests as we dive deep into the complex and ever-evolving world of sourcing, keeping you informed on insights, tools, and even at times, a healthy sourcing debate or two. Now, here's your host, Denise Pereira from Kaleidosource. Settle in and let's get crafty. Hi, everyone. We are back with another episode of Crafty Source Up. Today, our guest is someone who is a very much loved friend and colleague in our sourcing community and is also known for giving the warmest hugs. And I can absolutely attest to that when I met them in Amsterdam last year. He's a global sourcing trainer, so please check out his sourcing training and I will drop the link once the episode is live. Today, we're going to talk about insights into his research and interesting findings which were initially provoked by Kevin Turner around LinkedIn X-raying being close to its demise. So let's get into it. Let's get crafty. Marcel Vandermeer, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Marcel, <laughs> before we get into our chat, everybody knows you. But for those who don't, for the few listeners that don't, quick intro for our listeners. Who is Marcel? Uh, Marcel, all the way up from the Netherlands uh, in Europe. Uh, the smallest country about in Europe, the most flattest country in Europe, and we are below sea level, so uh, we do care about uh, environment. Uh, so if we get uh, the sea will rise a little bit more, we will all have wet feet over here. So that's uh, that's uh, the, and we have more bikes than uh, than than people. I love craft beer. I love. It's now 10.30 in the morning with me, so I don't like craft beer right now. Uh, and I like the barbecue I like to eat, so uh, that's uh, something I also like to do. And I love to share my knowledge. Marcel, on the beer part and the barbecue, you would fit right into Australia. I mean, I know you've been I to Sydney. I know, I mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You'd love I've it. I've been to Sydney and to Melbourne. It was amazing. And I drove two days from Melbourne to Sydney Wow! by car. Yeah, it was amazing. By yourself or were you with... By myself, yeah, by myself. Wow, yeah. well done. Well done. Yeah. And, and I can attest to the fact, folks, that Amsterdam has more bicycles than people over there. And yeah, absolutely. everybody's so fit, no doubt. Everybody's so fit over there, which is, which is crazy because over here in Melbourne, we will be taking the tram, we'll be taking the train. I especially do that uh, because I'm not very fit. But the minute I saw everybody like cycling, I was like, wow, this is, this is crazy. This is insane. Yeah. Marcel, let's really talk about the topic at hand here. Your LinkedIn post, which was, I think, about two weeks ago, it caused a massive stir and a lot of nervousness across the sourcing community. So for us here in Australia, we still haven't felt the full impact just yet, but I'd yeah. imagine that's going to change soon. So let's talk a little about your findings on LinkedIn X-Ring. What does that mean for the wider impact to the community? And what do you see are going to be the long-term implications for LinkedIn sort of taking away or redacting information from X-Ring? Uh, first, about my findings. I found a post on Kevin Turner, which was one of the guys I'm following in, in, the, in the community because he's a, a LinkedIn expert, not on sourcing, but on profiles and on other things. So he always finds new things about LinkedIn. 
It was mentioning that there was something going on with the public profile. So I checked it and I was immediately blown away because it was devastating what I found. So when I was searching myself with some some keywords, I couldn't find myself, but I could find another former colleague which we did did both did the same work. And her profile was still open, but my profile was closed. And uh, my profile is still closed. Um, so you can always look yourself up, uh, log out of LinkedIn and look yourself up and see what kind of information you will get on your public profile. So I checked my, also my public profile settings. Maybe I was m mixing something up, but everything was open. But I couldn't find my working uh, experience. I couldn't find my about section, only the first 88 characters I could find. And I was thinking, okay, I have, to, I have to share this. I have to share. This. So I made a post about link, LinkedIn. Um, X-ray is soon to be dead. And um, I got a lot of uh, positive reactions. Okay, good for the finding. I got also some negative reactions. Okay, I can still find a lot of profiles. You can still find a lot of profiles uh, because the, a lot of profiles are still open. But if you search, for example, if I search some uh, thing in, in my about section, uh, for example, uh, a sentence in my about section, I tested it also this morning before I want to be absolutely sure if it's not findable. It's not findable. But Irina, uh, she posted also this yesterday, Irina Shemeva, you know, know her also. Irina Shemeva, her profile was to be found again. Uh, and we looked it up both together, and we found out that Google uh, did cached center um, her cached profile from previous months. Uh, so it was about 15 or 16 November uh, where we could pinpoint this. Uh, that her profile was an old profile, and also Bing uh, show a lot of old profiles. So I was telling also the. The American community, because it was saying, okay, this is shoot, that could be cached, uh, cached, uh, cached data, and they assumed that was mentioning their own personal laptop that was cached data, so cookies were out. I was never talking about this, but you have to know the search engines save a lot of cached data on their servers. They don't update every time the whole the whole internet. So, so you always have to look what's happening and what's happening with the public profile and look yourself up and see what's what's happening so so that's that were my findings in the long run i think x-ray as we knew it will be um, more or less that you can always x-ray of course but you can only find names some certifications some languages you can find still and some posts some uh some last posts and last two recommendations that's what you can find so that's 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 about it. So um, that's going to be devastating. So unless we find a loophole, and um, Irina and I always already worked on the loophole, so you found out that SalesQL, which is a tool where you can scrape your information out of your out of your LinkedIn, can be used for that. And I know Fentabuster. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Fentabuster. It's a green tool. Uh, you can also scrape a lot of data out of this because it's logging in in your LinkedIn account. Uh, but you have to also be very, very good, not 
not looking um always be careful what you do with with phantom buster or other tools because if you're automating a lot so you can be banned by it. so um i think linkedin is is more or less closing down uh, the loopholes for x-ray they're also closing down because um david kelly who's who is a companion of of uh, irena and he found out that there was still a json file but also json file with all the data was also closed down it scrambled so all the we believe that most of the um, uh, aggregators like um uh, highway easy and um Forceville and other tools maybe maybe also affected we don't know by sh- by uh, for sure uh, but we can't find anything that they can scrape publicly the data so that's uh that's going to be huge impact and also for us as gdpr because uh we could first say okay we found your data publicly but now we have to say it's not public so so you have to also be be careful with that kind of makes me think like you know around the scraping aspect of it not everyone does that and I wonder if stuff like that is going to make us start moving more towards doing things that we were not comfortable doing before. And on LinkedIn, I by think, the way. On LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. yeah from, exactly, from LinkedIn. Because everybody was scared of being in LinkedIn jail for a while for, for doing that. And even your point about you and Irina and finding some of, some of the details on Irina, sometimes it makes me think that it feels like it's a glitch. It's like it's a glitch in the matrix, but it's really not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it, but it isn't. A lot of people are still there now. I, mm. I re- literally got, uh, um, I can't mention his name, but I, I got uh, from a good friend for me from the US. Uh, he was first in denial, and then he come back to me, you're right. I can't find mm. anything or more. First of all, I have a lot of pages and pages of results, and now I have three, four results. So. It's closing, it's closing, it's closing down. You've probably been in the sourcing realm way longer than I have. And I think you've probably seen the evolution of of sourcing where when there was no X-raying and then X-raying came out and people had to adapt to that. So I have no doubts that, you know, in our sourcing community, there is going to be a loophole. And I think it's going to really make us think about being a lot more creative versus being comfortable, which is what I think some of us have been for a while. And even even the push to using LinkedIn, we know their their data is not the best in terms of from a search and uh, from a search algorithmic uh, perspective. It's it's not always the best. Hence, why so many people were using other platforms besides LinkedIn. This is definitely a power move by LinkedIn, right? Mainly Correct. because they have the largest database data set of people. There are no competitors just yet. Platforms like High Easy, Seekout. I feel like they're going to start raising prices, I'd imagine, as they buy their data from third parties who will obviously charge more because they have to get that data from LinkedIn. In your perspective, in what you've seen using LinkedIn for this long, do you believe that this is really a privacy and accessibility concern which influenced LinkedIn's decision to limit X-ray searching? No. I purely believe this is a commercial aspect to it is that LinkedIn wants people to use their tools, how bad and how good they already are. Uh, so um, you can use basic LinkedIn or use a, a premium account and you can search a lot 
to LinkedIn if you know how to do this. I have a free ebook on the website, so share the link with uh, with them. Um, so I have a free ebook on the website how you can search on free LinkedIn also because there are a lot of filters out there. People even don't know this. So when I show this, can you do this with free LinkedIn? Yeah, you can do this with free LinkedIn. But you always have to be careful what you're doing and how how many profiles you can see, and how many profiles you can open. There is also a limit to that. So then go to recruit a light instead of recruit a seat because there are still a lot of good search filters over there you can always use. Um, so recruit a light. If you're a solo entrepreneur or you don't have a lot of big team Please lose, lose, uh, use Recruiter Lite and don't go for the big flagship uh, uh, recruiter. LinkedIn is always pushing you to use LinkedIn Recruiter Sheet because it's costing a lot. It's costing yeah. absolutely a lot. So, um, um, and your question was, let me rephrase, what, what was your question exactly? It was just really around if privacy and accessibility was actually no. the main no. reason for no. the decision. No. Yeah, I believe so. I can't well. imagine. I can't imagine that this this was one of the reasons that I had to do this. This is purely to uh, close down uh, publicly X-raying, but um, the main reason is uh, to get the aggregators push them out. So that's that's the main. Reason. Now, to your point, I think everybody is on the same page as you, Marcel. That. This is absolutely LinkedIn's way of pushing everyone onto using their licenses, whether that's Light, Recruiter, Sales Navigator, whatever that is. In a way, right. we're somewhat being forced to use LinkedIn. When you think of the billion members, there are that many, not sure. There's obviously the influence of Microsoft. LinkedIn is obviously also slowly imposing limits on free viewing. Do you think it's going to make us pivot more towards really becoming more of that SME in the employer branding, recruitment marketing, connection and networking aspect, where we have to really focus on the low-hanging fruit like your applicant tracking system. It's almost like we have to go back to fundamentals. So what's your thought process around that? I always emphasize that uh, LinkedIn is a good search tool, but for example, the Netherlands, we have a very high uh, um, penetration rate of LinkedIn users. So if you look to our neighbor company, uh, neighbor country, uh, Germany, they have about 40% or 35% on LinkedIn. So that's lower impact. But I always, uh, when I train people, I always say, please make sure that you're, you're have your, you build your own data, your own CRM, your own network around your own. And so, so you can not, not always rely on Forward media because that's forward media. So you you buy a license, but you only buy a license to to search for a year or a month or whatever you you pay for, but you don't own the data. So that that's what I always emphasize. Please try to get the data into your own system and see how you can uh, optimize or reuse that data, of course, within the privacy laws of the different regions. I don't know the privacy law in Australia, but the privacy law in Europe is very strict. Um, but always try to, to get the, the data in your own ATS mm. or database or CRM or what, 
What alternative options or sourcing methods should we be considering now so we adapt to this whole new world of sourcing or the new landscape of sourcing? Try to learn how to source on LinkedIn. That's not my, my favorite platform, but we have to because most of people, if you look for white-colored workers, you need to search on, on LinkedIn, but also to use other platforms. Get a stack overflow for technical uh, uh, roles, but uh, uh, Behance uh, for for designer roles, Gaggle mm-hmm. for, for data roles. So you have a lot of other platforms where you can also search. Be really good at looking what kind of offerings um, the aggregators will, will make. Uh, I don't I know they don't like this, but be uh, really ask for how they get the data, how they update the data. That you always have um, some security that you're not reliant on on their public profiles, because then you're then you're paying a lot for. That's a um, very important point, by the way, Marcel about making sure that whether you're using any kind of data aggregator, where are you getting your data from? Correct. Very, very important Correct. question. Correct. And don't don't fall in the bullshit uh, marketing uh, sales uh, things. Yeah. So uh, um, Jan Techse always, uh, also made uh, some loophole, but that is for a very niche people amount of people who give mm. advice on LinkedIn and for giving advice on LinkedIn are not that many, so there are very few people who get a gift of advice. So that's that's also not very good for for fraud. So hopefully, there will be a good way for uh, for us to find a loophole. But for now, uh, brace for the worst. LinkedIn doesn't obviously update like oh, when this happened. There was no news about it. Kevin no, Kevin no. said something and then you you further investigated and then you notified everyone how can we keep up or stay updated with these sneaky changes i mean of course we should be following you we should be following irena we should be following yan we should be following anyone that's got a very solid voice in the sourcing community but how else can we keep yeah. updated uh be curious so always looking for if you get other results what's happening and why is it happening search for yourself sometimes uh always not for your first and last name but search something on your profile uh look for how your public profile log out of your your linkedin account and see how your public profile is it's um also there because also uh if you look at the public profile, also the headline is uh, re- uh, removed, so you can't search for a headline. There are also a lot of um, things about um, people who are teaching in personal branding kind of things. You always have to uh, make your LinkedIn SEO optimized for Google AdWords. You can forget it. Dave can absolutely forget that it's uh, also a huge thing. And just to add on to that, Marcel, as well, and anyone who's playing around with this, checking it out, share your findings with other people. If you're not sure of if your findings are right or not, go to the sourcing experts that are out there. They will check it with you. Like Just like Marcel said, stay curious because that's the only way we can stay ahead of the game. 
Correct. continue to move forward in, in our own Correct. spaces that we work in. Marcel, there's one more question, and oh, I probably didn't my. tell you about it, but just one question. <laughs> tell us three interesting facts about you that probably you don't tell a lot of people. And, you know, if you don't want to share, that's absolutely okay. You've already told us you love good craft beer, you love a good barbecue. What else is there to Marcel Vandermeer? I love my wife, so that's also one uh, one of the... Uh, that should be the top one, says. right? So there you go. Yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> top one. But I love to share my knowledge. So I'm also, I'm now five out of six continents. So I still need Asia. So every Asian uh, people uh, want... Uh, I was also invited to, to speak at uh, Pakistan, but Pakistan for me is it's not safe. So uh, yeah. Um, so it's um, it's out of the question because if I want to stay married, I have to be come to a safe country. Yeah. So that's uh, that's number two, and uh, number three is that I don't know. That's interesting in its own right, and I and so many other people, Marcel, can absolutely attest to the amazing contribution you make day in day out to our sourcing community, and we're so grateful to know you to be a part of the community. So we get to be exposed to the knowledge that you share with us. So thank, thank you. you so much for doing that. And with that, I can now end the podcast. So Marcel, thank you so much for joining us, sharing your findings. We will keep abreast, you know, of what you're doing, what your findings are, so we can obviously stay ahead. But thank you so much for spending time with us and sharing so much of your own insight. You're welcome. Thank you, everyone. And stay crafty. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. And we'll be back next week with another exciting episode. If you found this valuable, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. That helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, happy sourcing and stay crafty. Until next time.